Well, we're back to another episode of the Pig Wrestling Podcast. The Pig Wrestling Podcast is powered by our wonderful sponsor, Sync Cloud, and it's available in the cloud. Where's it available, Paul? <laughs> the cloud I'm learning, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor to name, but a few and on our Pig Wrestling Podcast blog. The Pig Wrestling Podcast is based on a book by Pete Lindsay and Mark Bowden. It's a simple way to solve any problem and create change you need. Right, we're back, aren't we? We certainly are. Who we got this week? Welcome, Lewis. We've got Lewis Sylvester in this week. Um, Lewis is um, young and up and coming professional boxer of Hull. He's unbeaten. He's had five fights. He's just going to have his sixth one very shortly. Um, he's 21 years of age. He was born. You're at, on it, you're at it again. No, I, I, I said welcome. Oh, you said welcome. Yeah, I have. And I ain't even had a chance to say all right yet. This is what he does, know, Lewis. This is what he does. He's, on. He's, he's, How are you? he's in there first round. And Great, he, Lewis. He's at <laughs> it. So just, so we just let him set the scene. Yeah, let Lewis set the scene. Then. Yeah, so we're going to set the scene. So we've got Lewis on, haven't we? Yeah, professional. We know this. Up. We know this. Just chill. Just chill. So he's done a bit of digging on you, Lewis. Um, nah, I've heard. So I'm dreading it. The problem we've got there, Paul, is the gloves are off. Gloves are off. The gloves are off. are so, off. So, go on, get at him then. Tell him. I, I won't protect you. Nah, I'd, um, his friends have been really good to him actually. Um, oh, Lewis is lightweight, right? Lightweight boxer. Like I said before, he made his debut on the 9th of March last year. Um, so he's had five fights in the year. You haven't had, yeah, you haven't had yeah, one this year, have you? Fights. Five. No, so five. that's some going. That's and he's hoping yeah. to have six this year. Um, yeah, machine. There you are. Um, Lewis, before a fight, takes his training very seriously, Leon. Like all professional boxers should. What are you looking at me like that for? It's all, well, because you didn't, right? And it's all about them little one percenters that can get you in front of the other boxers, right? Give you the edge. And um, Lewis likes to make himself aerodynamic. Aerodynamic? Oh, here yeah. we go. <laughs> aerodynamic, even down to shaving his legs before fights, it makes him quicker. Is this true, Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> no way. Where you? Oh, you got this off. <laughs> Just, um, he's not denying it, though, is he? I'm not denying it, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Night, nightmare, man. Nightmare. That was good, that. No, um, yeah, I do. I, I shave my body, everything. Sometimes I miss my legs off. But, yeah, my arms, my body, my chest, my legs... Yeah, everything. Just them one percenters. It's reminding me. I was remembering. Why he's undefeated? Well, Lewis, Paul was my rugby coach. He was my rugby coach back in the day, and we was nightmares. I always remember once we was, he had this idea where we used to have um, heat cream, didn't we, to warm our muscles up. But it was all about these one percenters, and um, we switched. DP. Yeah, but we switched it out for um, Imac air removal cream Ooh. for the team. That was quite good, wasn't it? Um, That's class. <laughs> so come on, what, what other day you got anything? I ain't got long. I ain't got. I ain't got any more. Well, not that we concern the oh podcast. No. Yeah, oh no. So yeah, th- first and foremost, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, um, no we, was, to be on it. we was telling you off there um, about what pig wrestling stands for. Uh, yeah. You know, solving problems as a boxer. Um, that's what you do for a living. Um, but just you know, how did you get into boxing? You know, where's all this start? This love for boxing. Well, uh, I remember being around six years old, and my parents was mad into boxing. All the time, and uh, where I live on Gypsyville, there's a there's a boxing ring around the corner, uh, gym around the corner, Kingston, and um, my dad took me one day, and I just loved it from there. And I was only six, and I just got straight into it. But then, obviously, when you get older and you're playing football with your mates at school, I left and went to football instead. But that's where it all started. I've always been into boxing. As soon as my dad showed me the Rocky films, 
You had it. about 20 fights, hadn't you? I had 20 amateur 20 fights. 20 amateur yeah. fights. Um, I found that out this morning. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 20 amateur fights. But then, um, yeah, yeah. When I left football at, at the age of 14, I think I stopped playing. Um, I was up to no good on the streets, like any other boxer, really. Yeah. You know, just the ironic boxer off on the state. But yeah, yeah. I walked into Tommy Coyle's Academy uh, one night and it was free. So from there, I fall back in love with it. It got me straight off the streets. Stop being a, you know what I mean. So tear away. Yeah, exactly. I stopped me being a rough kid off an estate. But um, I mean, we were all there at one point, weren't we? But yeah, boxing it, it changed life. Hit me on the head, and then look at me now. I tell you what, it's the best thing I did as a youth. Yeah. I boxed for Fish Trade for six years when yeah, I was it's young. Still around as well. It's Vulcan now. Isn't yeah, it? still around. around, and I reckon if Fish Trades weren't about when I was a youngster, I'd probably done the same. Because all, yeah. all we did, we used to go and um, go and play in factories and on the dock and yeah. do things Lock that we line. shouldn't have done. Just mischievous. We wasn't um, evil or yeah, did yeah. stuff like that. We was just mischievous. Yeah, that, and that's the sim- similar sort of. But when I was when I was boxing training and I used to go home too tired to do anything else, yeah. <laughs> so I used to just lay down in the room after sparring um, about ten rounds every night at fish trades. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to lay down. I suppose you've been the same. Yeah, I mean, when I was uh, <laughs> when I first started, I was only going to the gym two or three times a week when I first started back at Tommy's Academy. And um, I just thought it, I was sort of taking it easy at first. And then um, Tommy introduced me to Billy Dawson. And obviously Billy said, you've got something, right? And I was only training three times a week. So he said, I want you to be dedicated to it. I want you to fight. And obviously that thought, because I had a bit of praise from someone who I didn't know, I thought, Bloody hell, I must be all right at this. And I, I think I was only there a couple of months, if that, a few weeks. And um, yeah, I remember him just saying to me, look, you, you've you've got something. You've got something to, you're good at it. Let's focus on it. So obviously from there, got me off the streets. I was in the gym every night. We were just talking off air, weren't we, in terms of pigs, me and Paul have been wrestling for many years is we keep yeah. fluctuating up and down in weight and um, tackling it, you know, always trying to do more, aren't we? And we were just talking, he was saying, at your most leanest body fat percentage you got to what was it yeah 1.4 percent i got to at one point which yeah. is just incredible and just just talk us through that in terms of weight you got so you, you fight is it nine stone you were saying nine stone nine i fight at lightweight one of my legs pal um <laughs> which is but you're new fluctuate up and down like yeah that. of course i mean i go to i go up 10 and a half 11 stone if i'm not fighting i mean the thing is for me if you if you if you're constantly making weight you're not enjoying it. It's like anything. If you if you're gonna constantly be nine stone nine, you're gonna be drained all the time. You're not gonna be. You you're gonna fall out of love with the sport, aren't you? So obviously my my coach Billy Dawson as an amateur, I was very small. I was I, I was a sixty kilo fighter, but I fought at sixty four kilos, so I fought heavier than what I was. But it's so uh, I was comfortable. I, I still enjoyed actually boxing. When you're a kid and you're sixteen, seventeen, trying to diet, it's not a good thing to do. Yeah. But it's not seeing. good at 50. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. I think we were, we were talking, you know, in terms of strategy, I always love talking to boxers. Um, yeah. And I've done one, I did one white collar fight, never again. Um, you know, I'm one to know. Um, That's it, just undefeated. Undefeated, I've retired on the back of that. And hardest thing ever done in my entire life. It's a tough game. We only did three two-minute rounds, I think. And one of the bits which I just couldn't get my head around, 
went, you can spar, you can do all the other bits. And one of the things that I absolutely loved, and you know, I absolutely loved, I loved the old, um, it's just you against one other person. Yeah, it's all yourself. You, 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 you can't, you've only got yourself to back, on you? are not relying on no one, are you? It's not like football. No. That was, that was the change from when I went to football to boxing. I thought, bloody hell, I'm, I've just, it's myself in here. I'm lonely. Yeah. But you sort of, you sort of overcome that by your coaches and your, your friends and family. Yeah. It's, when you've got the support there, it's unbelievable. I think when I was an amateur, I was taking 30, 40 people with me to a fight out of all. And it was it was amazing because you don't feel alone then. But the training, brutal. the training's brutal. That's when you feel deep. That's when you, that all behind closed doors, that's the brutal part of the game. And I remember with, with Jimmy over at um, Workout, getting me on the lines up and down daily. And I, I always remember um, thinking, what has he got me doing some of these things for? You know, we'd be training... Back then, even just twice a day, right? But we're talking light training. Yeah. And he'd have me on these lines with my feet just yeah, in, yeah. in one position. And I'd be doing that for like a month thinking, what's going on? Yeah, practice. Practice, practice. But then what was interesting, when actually we, you know, I came to fight, it all clicks in, doesn't it? Yeah. He was talking to me about muscle memory and all these bits. Yeah, yeah. everything. It's like, sec- comes second nature, doesn't it? But it's the, the, the bit what always amazed me, and I've got a little stat for you here, and you didn't, you didn't know this. Um, so my, my old man was um, big into boxing. He yeah. got me into boxing. Um, he used to have pubs all over Leeds and Bradford. And um, my granddad was a, a boxer. I don't know if you knew this, Paul. Didn't. Didn't you know? Um, he was an unlicensed boxer in 1934 um, called Bobby Wade. And I was also chucking. He had, um, what was it, 47 bouts, 367 rounds. Um, so you, didn't know that, you didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. Um, black, w- was ba- this bare knuckle as well? No, no, Bantamweight. He was a Bantamweight up in Glasgow, um, which is crackers, isn't it? Um, and I think... Interestingly, I've always loved boxing. Always yeah. loved it. But I love the um, the science of it and the strategy that goes into it. You know, yeah, I, I love yeah. playing chess. And yeah. I, when you I understand the sport a bit more, um, when you watch some of the greatest fighters go at it, it's incredible because the, the, you're doing something to get them to do something else yeah. in about five of the moves and yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and yeah, breathe yeah. and not get it. It's yeah. just... in. I can't, I can't get my head around it, Paul. He's got a 25% knockout rate, did Bobby? Mm, that's how it goes, isn't it? You know what I mean? Runs his family. No, I'm on about you not 25, not you getting knocked oh, right. out. <laughs> <laughs> Should so, we do a first question? Go for the first question then. Shall I do it? Go on. Right then, Lewis. What are one of three books that you have great uh, that has greatly changed or influenced you in your life? You've been reading that for ages. You, you still can't get that right. It's smaller yeah. screen, isn't it? You're reading it off the screen. He's, got, he's well. got a new computer today. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, and the screens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll I'll let go off. I'll get used to it. Yeah, um, so yeah, the I don't really read many books, but um, I have read recently. I've read The Secret. Unbelievable. Conor McGregor is that the name? You yeah. Know about that? Everyone, everyone's read it. Anyone to do with fighting, business, anyone can read it. It's unbelievable. Ah, when uh, my coach Billy Dawson gave me it and said read that, and I was just like, oh, here we go again. Read another book that he's told me to read. But this one I enjoyed. Because it's not a book. It's more of a way of life, isn't it? Yeah. So I uh, I really enjoyed reading it. And it was uh, it had a big impact on me, actually. Because things with money, with me, saving money, terrible. I like spending it too much. But when it would come to money saving, that book, it gave me a right kick up the backside to sort me out. I have it on Audible, The Secret. So when I take dog for a walk, I listen to it. But I, th- I think I was remembering that one. And I think my sort of take up on it, because I'd, I'd read it, fell out of love with it, yeah. thought I'd not get it. Um, but it takes on a journey, it's a mindset yeah, thing. Um, and we had this 
we learned this good quote the other week, didn't we, Paul? Um, without the right skill set and without the right mindset, it'll leave you upset. And we really like that one. Yeah. And I think that was like a book where it starts talking about personal development and yeah, goals. Yeah. And I like this one of my favourite quotes, though. You like this one, Paul? On, about then. reading. I've prepared this one today. Give us it. Dr. Zooks, good kids, you know, book. But he says, the more, you, the more that you read, the more things you'll know, the more that you'll learn, the more places you'll go. I like that, that one. Like that one. Bit of a ramming as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. It's nearly as good as the upset one. Yeah. So what was your take on from The Secret then? Because um, for anyone who doesn't understand what the book's about, you know, what, what did you take from it? Um, the th- the, like you say, it's, it's a journey, isn't it? Yeah. It gives you, it gives you, um, gives you like a passageway. Gives you like a shortcut on life, I think. It's sort of if you if you don't really understand certain things like like money, businesses, health, that book kind of puts it into pers- like perspective for you. So you sort of have a, an understanding of your own life after reading it. Yeah, I get you know, that. You know, on your own, you're on your own path from reading that. And it's not all the book, but you when you, when you read the book, you tend to think about uh, either the good times or the bad times in your life at the minute. Oh, and oh, and so he's on it, isn't he? I think I think just tested definitely read it. No, but the other link on it is there's a big section about um, visualization, and this is where I was leading to on this, and it's interesting you mentioned this, um, Lewis, because as boxers, professional athletes, yeah. um, I love the old you know understanding the mind and why we do things and and visualization, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm you know big on. Any goal I want to achieve always starts with a vision. Um, first law of order, I believe. And then you can turn a vision into a plan, and then a plan into a strategy, yeah. and, and and then you can you can work it all backwards, can't yeah. you? Um, and for me, there's a big section in the secret about visualization, about visualizing yeah, how yeah. you want your life to be, yeah. not how it is. Um, but as a boxer, is that what you do? Do you use visualization when you fight? You know, yeah, you of course. I mean, like you, you visualize everything. You um, like I study, I study a lot of fighters, so like visualizing them fighters to. It, kind of puts my boxing skills I've got it from them so it's a, it's when you're visualising things you see it before it happens if you know what I mean it's it's, get it. it's like a, it's like a repetitive thing once you watch it again and watch it again and again and again before you've even done it it's in your mind what you're going to do before you've actually done it do you do much studying on your opponents Lewis do you watch them um, watch I watch them I do watch them but um, sort of at this level there isn't much to really know about about your uh, opponents. What, what you've got to do is mainly look after yourself and what yeah, you do so is right. Yeah, so obviously I, I'm, I'm, I train every training camp like I'm training for a world title. Yeah. There's no point in training half-hearted because you're going to end up getting beat by someone you shouldn't be getting beat by. Mm. I train as much as I can, 110% every day, every session. My diet's good. I run all the time. Everything's good. The weight comes off. That's if what I we do say, that, don't we? How you do anything is how you do everything. Yep. So if you're going to do it, you might as well do it well. No, and I, and I, and I love that in terms of training and, and visualisation and everything. But there was a study um, which I picked a, a stat on this. And they've done this. Americans were testing it with soldiers. And you know, you've heard, I don't know if anyone's heard about the placebo effect. Where yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what yeah. means. And so placebo effect is they do studies sometimes where um, they've done it with soldiers where they, where they, where they prove that I'm going to give you this tablet and you can um, endure minus 10 degrees, oh, right? right yeah. But what they do is they don't give them anything. Um, oh, and they give someone... Some, 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 some yeah, of it yeah. and some of it not. So, like, out of us three, they might give two of you something that does help you and one of us nothing. But because we believe that we've already had it, our man's so powerful it can go on to achieve yeah. things that we don't understand. Um, 
a bit like boxers, like you boxers, I think you, you shared that quote, didn't you, from Tommy? We always go, there's always another 20% we can go into our body, isn't there? Yeah, you know, of course, 100%. You, I mean, you, yeah. you talk more on that. You, you like, like your brain's a muscle as well. So if you can teach your brain to to be stronger, to be to to think that you you're doing something when you're not, that's when you that's when your your percentage goes up. I think in in every fight, like every spar I have, in the last last minute of the last round, I can push myself from being there right to the top because it's that it's your last minute. You think my last minute, I've got a bit of energy left in the tank. The next thing, it's like you. You've just started the round. They started the spy in the first round because you just you, your brain and your mind just helps your body just push right through. And there's a, there's a study I got you for here. There's a, the, the Journal of um, Neurophysiology. Easy for me to say. But there's a study done that so done on like sprinters. So you know the sprinters before he, he sets off running down the yep. road, the, the visualize going. Yeah. Um, and the, and they did a study and your brain and your muscles were think that they're firing. It can't tell the difference between you visualising it and you're actually doing it. Um, even though, obviously, the muscles work out of the rest of it. But, and I just think it's so, so powerful in, in visualising where you're ready. Is, is that part of... Is that part of... Say, like, a night before a boxing fight or a night before a rugby fight, right? And they say you've got to switch off because if you don't, you'll burn yourself out. Is this part of this study sort of thing? Where so yeah, if I you think, think of think it too much, it's strange. Negative, because when I'm getting ready for a fight on the night before the fight, I don't tend to think about it a lot. During the day, I don't really tend to think about it a lot because you are right in a way where if you keep thinking about it, you start making messing things up. But before a fight, I sort of sit there on my own, bit of silence with my eyes shut, visualizing the fight, thinking what I'm going to do in the fight over and over again. So. If, but a lot of fighters, they sit with their headphones on before a fight and they, they sit and think about things. Yeah, sometimes you could think over the top and start thinking too much, but each person's different. How do they? you switch off a day before the day of the fight and not think about the, the fight ahead? Um, I suppose with experience, it'll yeah, come on yeah, it. Yeah, I think I, it is experience. I'm, I'm just trying to get into your brain. I think if you sit there and, and you're, you're scared before the fight, thinking, oh, no, I'm having a fight, which you do get nerves. Any fighter who says they don't get nerves is a liar because you do get nerves and it's good to get nerves. But for me, when when I switch off, I just spend time with the family and my friends. I just make sure I'm having a laugh. If you're taking things too seriously, you can get tangled up in it. No, I love that as well. Very important. We know the work we do with the man club. It's good to take time for ourselves. Yeah. Um, switch off. Get away yeah, from it. Course. Control what you can control. Yeah. And that comes down to I think your initial point, making sure that you you're doing everything you can beforehand. To you know, yeah. a lot of time the fights won outside the ring, isn't it? They say, yeah. They? Well, that's what I mean. Ninety nine. Well, ninety percent of the training of the fight is won in the gym. Which is yeah. which crazy. Um, links nicely this though, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I like this. and you can have two on this because. What is a feel-good song um, that makes you focused and happy? But so, with you being a, is, and one of the points on that I want to make on that is your ring music. What's your ring? What's your ring entrance House song? House Martin's Caravan of Love. Is it? That's yeah. a oh, great tune. Really? It's a big track. Oh, big track, big yeah, track. Yeah, I mean for that for that song for me, um, I just thought because they're a whole band. Because I'm from Hull, why not have a whole band? And I like the song. Who don't like it's an awesome song, yeah. So I've um, I've got a bit of a mix. So the the uh, obviously it's the caravan I love, and then it it drops into stronger by Kanye West, which gets me pumped up. Nice. But for 
for the house martins i um i put that in there because the atmosphere when you put it on people everyone knows it everyone sings along to it and you just feel electrifying you just all your hands stand up all your hair stand up sorry on your arms and you just feel unbelievable not, not if like, you haven't got any ears. What was yeah, yours, Liam? Go on. <laughs> what was yours? I got him on that. Got, yeah, yeah. got him on the ropes there, haven't I? What was yours? What for? When you... Oh, when I... When my, in the, the Marine song, Eminem yeah. Tar Claps. Because um, yeah. that was my mindset when I was going yeah, in there. Yeah. It just wasn't happening. Um, <laughs> it just my, wasn't happening. My last one, I was 45 one at KC Stadium and man was... Dignity by Deacon Blue, where I come second, didn't I? Yeah, I there was second. no dignity in that ring field that night, was there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this one. You can go for this one, Paul. Uh, yeah, oh, this, I like this one. What purchase of £50 or less most positively impacted your life in the last six months? You know what? Um, I'm not just saying this because these are my sponsors, but um, CBD, it is unbelievable. Is that the oil? Yeah, it's the cannabis oil. Edu- educate me on this, because interestingly, I've just got a bottle. I've been, oh, I've been reading about it, but then I'm like, I'm hearing horror stories here, horror stories there. Is this why, is this why my bench press is going up? Trust me. I, I had a, a serious, serious injury on my shoulder, on my rotator cuff, and my my delt tendon. And um, I, couldn't throw, I couldn't lift my arm up for longer than 30 seconds without it going dead. And I was like, what's going on? Spending a fortune on physio. And I mean a lot of money on trying to get it better. And um, someone introduced me to it. I can't remember who it was. I think it was um, I think it was my coach, Billy Dawson. And he said, get on this. But I don't think he tried it before. We both got on it. And within a week, it was gone. I had my, my fight at the bonus arena. I was injury free. My three fights prior to that one, I, couldn't, I fought injured. That's how good CBD is. But what CBD, everyone's got like a, a natural cannabinoid, I think, in the body. I think that's what it's called. And um, as soon as you take that, obviously it fires that up. And um, I use it for muscles when I'm when I'm when my muscles are aching. I use it for my sleep. I, I used to get really bad anxiety for selling tickets. That was the worst thing. I used to always have. I used to think, oh, I'm not going to sell enough tickets to pay my opponent. I'm not going to do this. Not going to earn no money. But I took that, and it was just like. It was gone. It was completely gone. It does everything for anyone. It makes you stronger. It's a bit like um, going on to that placebo effect. If you're not, it's it's not. Honestly, I do think it makes you a lot better as a person as well as as a sports person. I think well, it's well, unbelievable. Well, interestingly, um, you mentioned this. I, I started in January, yeah. and I, I always like to man, man races a million miles an hour. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into um, I sit and meditate for 10 minutes before yeah. I do anything just get up clear my mind empty yeah, my yeah. mind um, but I've been struggling getting in the gym and all the things but we've had 30 we've had, it comes to 30 days today Paul me and you yeah. right we started we just before Christmas I've not missed a day meditating um, I'm up I've been taking that in the morning first thing yep. before I go to bed I've been sleeping like an absolute baby yep. um, sleep, like yeah, sleep like an absolute baby Um I do actually feel quite zen at the minute. Yeah. You know, but, but you just focused. chills out on it. Yeah, so I don't know if it's. So I, I'm, I'm on it. Um, you, you, are you on it, this Paul? No. You, you need to get on this for this. You, you do you? need to get on it. I've I got a sponsor. To, I've got thirty percent off. Use my name. We've used Lewis's code. LSB thirty. He's on it. He's on it already. CBD asylum. They're called. I love this. So got another one. Another question for you. Yeah. Do you look at him writing that code down straight away? He's on it now. Um, 
Do you have a lesson from a failure of yours? Um, going back to when I was a, a, like a young kid, 16, 17, I don't think it was such a failure, but I feel like I was failing my, my family in a way. I used to smoke, I used to drink, I used to party. You know, you just, when you're a young kid, it's what you do. But I think going into the gym is the lesson for my failure. I just think that now when I see my family and they're all buzzing about my boxing and they're well happy for me, I feel like that is my lesson learned from being the, the sort of street kid. Yeah, I think I think there's the side of it as well, isn't it? And it's what we talk about with the work we do. Is um, at school, you know, there's yeah. the, you're not taught what is how to. You're not taught about life, are you? No, you're not taught you're about taught, no life skills. You're told about algebra, and We're, I've never yeah. once done it since. Yeah. Um, and you're not taught about money. No. You're not taught about business. You're not taught about. There's a lot of life skills that are just missing, aren't they? And I think yeah. the challenge is, um, you know, trying to make way for yourself and trying to work out what you're doing um, it is a challenge I think more so yeah. with your social media now you've yeah. got images yeah. out there of people having these lives that aren't really real yeah exactly um, people I'm go on holiday to get a picture just to show people that, that it's like go on holiday and just enjoy it yeah just chill I mean, just have a, have a go. people go see like the favourite uh, musician in in a concert they sat there with the phone I went to go watch Post Malone and, um, I think I went for my birthday last year actually and Everyone, and I mean everyone, was like out with the phone. So you're uh, not listening and watching properly. You just you just stood w- there with your looking phone. through your screen, and I was just like, fair enough. I did a little bit of video, and you know, just, just for memories and that. But I, I remember sit, sat next to um, a couple of people, and they were just constantly on the phone, like like out all night. And it's just like, just put it down and enjoy it. So what I mean, but I think the challenge we've got, and this is what I'm I'm really passionate about with the work I do with a tech company is. Technology is a tool, and yeah. it needs to be used as a tool. So it's amazing. Yeah. Technology is amazing, but again, we're not educated at school no. about too much. Exactly. You know, it's like it's like it's like anything in it. Drinking's not bad, but too much drinking is bad. Yeah. Um, eating's not bad. Too much eating is bad. Yeah. Social media is not bad. Too much social media is bad. Yeah, everything in uh, moderation, but moderation. but it's yeah. keeping ourselves in, into that, isn't it? But it's like people get paid now as well to see social media. In, yeah. Well, I, thing is, it's like like you say, it's. It, it's it's good to have the social media stuff. Tell Lewis a little bit about your technology talk that you do. Which one? Oh, the the so one about your notifications and oh stuff yeah, like so that. We do, I do a talk called um, Is Technology Killing Us? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and it, I try and angle it a bit about it being, I paint technology a little bit negative, but I flip it and say it's yeah. positive. Because like Andy's Man Club, for example, what we do, um, if it weren't for technology, nobody would know about it. Yeah, um, so And it saves lives. So it's amazing. If we didn't have technology, we will not be connecting with people. Yeah, exactly. But what's so beautiful about Andy's Man Club is when we sit in there and we talk and we share um, and we're real and raw, there's no technology. So it's yeah. back to you know yeah. raw. Um, and you'll see that with your boxing. Because I always find this, when, when I, cause I love a boxing gym, I love training. Um, there's an honesty in a boxing gym, isn't there? Yeah. And there's a, oh, there's a realness and there's a community yeah. and you do speak, don't you? And, yeah, of course. And, and, you, and you do share. And I think... Even when you're linking that into when you go and fight, you're in there with your own thoughts and you are yeah. working with your own mind and you, you're in that realness, aren't you? Yeah, pres- yeah, I don't definitely. think there's any more, yeah. more present than being in the bloody boxing ring, is there? No, um, definitely not. Yeah, and if you're not present, you soon get woke up, don't yeah, you? Yeah, or put to it, sleep. It, 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 <laughs> you're not concentrating, you soon will. It soon tells you what type of person you are as well when you get in the boxing ring. Yeah. Tell, it does. It, as soon as you get in that ring through them ropes, you, you tells you what person you are. Yeah. Anyone who gets in the ring, white collar, professional, amateur, even just training, like respect here, because it's a tough, it's a tough thing to do. Do you know what I mean? It's hard. But like say on the on the the social me- media stuff, 
if it weren't for social media, I wouldn't sell as much tickets as I do. No, so it's, so it's, so it's everything in moderation. But I do think we are in a, a bit of an age where we are changing. Yeah. Um, we, we are, we're learning how to, how to navigate with that tool. But it's like anything in moderation. Um, one thing then, um, what is a favourite quote or saying that if you could share with everyone in the world, what is it and why? Do you know what? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of these these quotes that you see on like social media and Facebook and stuff because I think that some people do live by them too much in a way. But I do get co- some quotes and they are good. But for me, um, problems I've had in my life is the quote and the saying for me is, life's too short. It's way too short to be doing, to be worrying about anything. Just get on with your life. The, the things that I've been through last year, unbelievable. You, I won't, I won't wish it on my worst enemy what I went through last year. And uh, life is too short. Keep close to people who, who you know close to. Obviously, keep your circle close, uh, small, because you don't want a big circle. But if you've got a big circle, and you, you can trust everyone, so what? That's so be it. But for me, when I say life's too short, I have a small circle. You know you, you know your mates are. You know your family's there. You know who's close to you. Even and you, it's the the saying goes, doesn't it? Loyalty make uh, blood makes your family. Loyalty makes you. You know what I mean? What, he said, he saying? said, there's no quotes. He's full of them. He's full of them. Full no, of but, the, but the point I think the point you're making there is, um, I'm big. I like to keep my circle small. I've got loads yeah. of friends and stuff, but he's hard, isn't it? When you, yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's getting. You can sometimes lose yourself in these yeah. big circles, and especially where you're in, you know, in boxing and. You know, you have fans and all sorts. It, it'd be difficult. You know, it's making sure you keep grounded and keep yeah, it humble, isn't course. it? Um, and I think the, the the main bit is keeping true to yourself, isn't it? That's yeah, exactly. The, I mean, if if you're, uh, it's like like uh, I see a lot of people sharing the, the, the quotes all the time on Facebook, Instagram, and for me, like, yeah, fair enough. People do live by quotes, and that's how they want to live. But for me, it, I just like to see it. I like to live it. If you know what I mean, I like to to. To see things and to do it, I don't, I don't know. No, I think that's a good answer. Quotes for me, it's a bit. Someone else has got brought that up. Someone else has made that quote, not you. But the, uh, what I also like as well is, you know, linking back to what you just mentioned there. Um, we say at the man club, you have a inner storm, um, heading towards the storm, or you're coming out of one. Yeah. And the challenge is, you know, there's some people out there who haven't ever been in a storm, no. um, and. And it sometimes takes adversity to realise, you know, that, you know yeah. that quote you're saying there, yeah. you know, life's too short. Um, to get to that point, we can get so focused on getting the next pair of trainers, the next job, yeah, the next fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, um, you look at Joshua AJ when he was fighting yeah. um, Andy Ruiz. Big Andy Ruiz. Yeah, he, he, he lost focus. Yeah, he know? did. He, he, he broke his... Uh, he broke his he wasn't as humble, was he? No. He's, no. He wasn't as hungry. No, he wasn't as hungry, and, and, and he, he lost focus on what got him there, right? But yep. he come back, you know, and when you watch that fight back, he fought like he'd never fought before. Yeah. Um, he wasn't as entertaining as, as he liked to be, so that would have been frustrating for him. Thing but is, though, he, did what he, did, he, yeah. did, he boxed, though. Anyone who yeah. knows boxing, he Box, boxed, didn't he? For me, someone, I, uh, I had this chat with someone, actually, a few people who were saying, oh, what did you think to the Joshua fight? I was like, brilliant. Yeah, it was, wasn't Probably it? Probably the best heavyweight, one of the best heavyweight fights I've watched. He come back fighting like a Lewis style, didn't he? Yeah, long, yeah, kicked the long range. keep yeah. away. The he did the is, art of boxing, but he boxed yeah. without getting it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's what he's Look at Floyd Mayover. He had, look, he's 14, he's done about coming back again. 42, is he now? So yeah. it's 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 crazy. He didn't he don't need to get involved in this game. Don't you get, you get involved too much. You, you come away with not all your faculties intact. You he got I mean? his you game plan in done. his camp, didn't he? He knew what yeah, game plan he was going to come out yeah. with in his camp. He got lean. 
game plan because yep. he knew he was going to box on the outside and keep him at and keep him at length. He stuck at it as well, and he stuck he at get it involved. because he did, like you say, you can get it and get involved. And he just stuck to his game plan from round one to round twelve and a half. I didn't think he was going to be fit enough to do it. No. I seriously didn't. Not from watching his other fights where he he, he starts blowing and stuff. I didn't. I seriously didn't think he was going to be fit enough. But and Roy, back, uh, yeah. Roy's, he comes to fight, doesn't he? Yeah, he's Mexican. <laughs> he's an hard Mexican. So it's one of them things, and it goes back to that visualization. He obviously visualized that before the fight. He thought, "I'm not going to get involved" because he knew what speed and power Ruiz had. You've got to. You've got to look at the pros and cons to your opponent. You've got to weigh them out. You've got to see what they're about. And you've got to visualise that. If you don't, you, you're going to get stuck, aren't you? Go on for this one. I like this one. Go on, then. Teed him up nicely for this one. In the last five years, what new habit or belief has had a most profound effect on your life? Most habit or belief? Do you know what? I think it's just the gym. It's a habit, isn't it? It's a habit. It's my belief. Going to the... The thing is, for me, if you don't go... There's fighters who train for four, four weeks for a fight. There's what? fighters who train. Give us give us an example of. So you're you're in camp now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in camp. Yeah. So give us an example of a typical. Talk, talk us through a camp. So camp is more or less an eight week camp for me. I do two to three weeks weights conditioning, so I'm getting stronger. Build the base where you you like a tree. You you solid, and then you sort of take, you you start your sparring. You start sparring good kids, people who are better than you, people who are on the same level. You work helping each other out. Obviously, if you're sparring better kids, you're going to improve, even before not fighting. Mm. I've sparred kids who have literally punched my head in. But then the next time I've sparred them, I've come back and I've done good in the spar. I sparred Carl Frampton. sparred Tommy Coyle. sparred Luke Campbell. I've, d- I've done it. I've been in there. Oh, it's the hardest. It's off to be Tommy. Yeah. He hits like a mule. <laughs> Honestly, he does, yeah. But... Campbell, when Campbell hits you, it's like precision. Yeah, it's like it's like a whip. It's like you've just been whipped. And like, <laughs> Jesus, where's that come from? No, it's horrible. But um, but yeah, it, <laughs> training is it's a hard place to be at. Are you the same weight as Luke? Yeah, Ooh. same weight. So, and again, this is what's interesting about all. I love all. In we've got some right fighters, haven't we? You know, we have. We've got some right. Grit. It's getting bigger as well. I know the scene. Back to so talk us through the camps. So start sparring. Start sparring. Well, so a typical day then. Give us a typical day. For a typical day. Yeah. For me. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning, uh, around eight o'clock. Go for a run. Do my obviously you get any weight off there. You burn any calories. I go for my run. Um, throughout the day I sort of relax. If I need to, I'll see sponsors. And then four o'clock, I'll train at the gym and I'll go for it, whether it's sparring, conditioning, weights, obviously depending on the type of where we are in camp, I go for it. And it's not an easy, it's not easy. You, like you say, you've done, you can you've see both you at the minute. You look, oh, you, yeah. you, you look a little bit marked up at the minute. Yeah, I sparred uh, Tuesday and uh, I, didn't, I didn't put no Vaseline on, so that's my <laughs> excuse. I got a bit of a scratch. No, but um, yeah, my, my habit is the gym. Without the gym, I don't know where, where I'd be. You know, it's just my my habit. Yeah. Yeah. I just I'm a bit of a bore. I had this chat with uh, someone yesterday. I said I'm just boring. He was like, No, you're not boring. You're focused. I'm focused. focused. You, yeah. You're getting ready for something that could potentially set you up for life. Yeah. Consistency. So you're not boring because you don't, I don't drink. There's, for me, if I'm if I'm training, I'm on it. I'm not boring. I'm just on it. Yeah, but just think when you retired. 
and you've got your big house, big cars and everything. You can do all the drinking, That's all the holidays. Anyway, that is all, the aim. All the holidays you want, can't you? Yeah. So your career's short. So while it while you're in your career, while you while you're boxing, you need to be on it, don't you? You need yeah, to be focused. Yeah, you got to get you on need it. Need to be boring. Yeah, you got. I think more of us need to. Like, I know, I know yeah. in business sometimes I, yeah. I can get obsessed. Uh, yeah, but you've got to, thing, yeah. you know, and you're the same part. I mean, you know, Paul's growing a new, a compute, you know, new career at the yeah. minute. So you're studying, you're learning, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're educating yourself in ways that you've never done, you know, doing things that you've never ever done before mm. um, and failing and messing up. And, you know, I'm a big believer in you've got to get focused. You've yeah. got to get, you know, I always say to my mates, and this time of year, is especially for me, it's new, new, New year, business always trying to change and, and adapt and test. And I always say, I'm going off grid, I'm, I'm going underground. Yeah. Um, and I've got my head down, and, and that's where. Because for me, it's all about I, I don't want to look back, I have no regrets. Yeah. I know where I'm, I'm heading, I've got my plan, I've, I've got my circles, um, I know it works for me. Um, you've got to put your own mask on first, haven't you? Yeah, of uh, course. It's the same thing for boxing as well. You, you Like Paul's, he's, he's learning a new trade. He's, he's, Boxing, you're learning every day. You're learning something different all the time. It's not the same. You don't, you don't be one person and then tomorrow you're, you're the same. And you say every t- every camp is different for me. I'm better in because yeah, you because you got because you got a new a new style, yeah, a different height, different weight. Yeah, you've got to you've got to change things to suit your opponent to suit you as well. It's box. That's the beauty of boxing. It's never the same. It's not boring. Throwing a fire might be boring, but it's not a boring <laughs> no, spot. You're not. I, I I think as well. All right, it's in business, and obviously, I'm I'm working on a new business at the minute, and I get up very early in the morning and finish late on a night. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like work because I'm enjoying it and I love it. It'll be the same as a boxer. Yeah. You don't feel like you're working because you absolutely love it. Yeah, and exactly. How privileged you are! Well, you've made your own luck and you've made your own path to actually get up in the morning and do something you love. Yeah. I'm going to link on to this sense of Texas nice to this, Paul. Um, so knowing what you know now, um, what advice would you give to yourself, um, you know, a 16 to 18-year-old version of yourself, what advice would you give to yourself? What I'd give to myself yeah. is perseverance. Just persevere. Because when I was 16, 17, when I first started boxing, I didn't know I was going to turn pro. I didn't know I was any good. I just got told I was good, but I didn't know deep down where I was. I didn't. But for me, perseverance, you've just got to keep keep at it. If you don't keep at it, you can end up being in the wrong place, and that's f- for me when I was a when I was a teenager and stuff, and not really knowing what what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. I always knew I wanted to do stuff in sport. I used to work for Tigers Trust, and that was a sporting community. I used to do that, and I used to love it. And that was one of the links. Um, we got the man club play football yeah. on Thursday. Thanks to you on that. Yeah, um, no, been instrumental in setting that up. Yeah, um, me and Paul spoke about that. It was a while back now. About Couple of years, yeah, two, yeah, a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's still going strong still since then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yes. that, that's yeah, for me, it's I like to help each others out as well. I don't just for myself like my when I was eighteen. When I when I was eighteen and being in the gym all the time, I was helping others as well as myself. I was making sure people weren't doing what I was doing. I was making sure people was on the right track. Making sure my mates had jobs. Making sure there was they had something to do. Like just little things like that. It's yeah. What advice then would you tell yourself to ignore? I think it's it's got to be like uh, it's got to be the party life, on it. Ignore the party life because you can do this. You can have the party life when you you're forty, you 
you've retired. You, you know what I mean? You can have it once you've done certain things. Once you've conquered stuff in life, like boxing, it's not a long game. You're only in it for 10, 15 years. I might retire by the age of 30, 35. It'll be a tough 10, 15 years though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's tough. But at the end of it, you can look at Ricky Hatton. He had a tough, tough part of it. He had a tough game in the in. He had a tough spot, time in the game, and uh, look at him now, enjoying it. He's Big, training, isn't he? Yeah, he's back training. Yeah. But the thing is, once I had uh, I had an interview with um, a guy from my school not long ago, and um, when I was in school, I didn't really care. And I just wasn't bothered. I'm not, I wasn't bothered who my mates was. I didn't. You know what I mean? You, when you're a young kid, you, everything's just full of testosterone, and you're just not bothered think you're the best in the world but um yeah I, I was having this chat with my um with a guy at, at from my school sorry and uh said the same thing like what's the point in doing going out and getting on the piss three to six days well fr- the weekend Thursday to Sunday now, what's the point when you can do it in a few years time you can do it when when you've had a family and your family's you grown up do you know what I mean you can still do it at the age of 50 60 you still if she lets you out yeah. He's, he's built a bar. Funny, he's right. built a bar in your back garden. I've seen, seen building a bar. Like, like it's turned into a shed. It's a, it's a bar stroke office. No, it's stroke. office during a week. Super league tonight. Super league tonight. Yeah, yeah. So bar, it's bar tonight then. Yeah, yeah. bar during a week. Uh, office during a week. Bar at a weekend. But I think it's about having that. I think what you're mentioning there, and it? it's about having balance. And we go yeah. through different seasons yeah. in life, don't we? In terms yeah. of keeping focus. But I think. I was like to talk about focusing on what, what's important, what yeah. matters, um, which links in nicely um, to this next question. I like this one, especially so, for Lewis. I know. So, we all at times feel burnt out, unfocused, unenergized, sometimes overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, what do you do? Um, you know, and if, if helpful, what questions do you I ask I was thinking yourself? about this question, actually, when, uh, when Paul sent me. Um, it, this is a tough one for me because I never really, I do feel burnt out and I do feel absolutely knackered after a tough session. But for me, it's I know what I'd be like if I didn't have the game. If I went in boxing, I'd, I know where I'd be. I'd be out every weekend. Probably be doing drugs. Probably getting up to no good still. You know what I mean? I'd probably I'd probably wouldn't be have a job because I I didn't really listen in school. But I sort of tell myself, Do you really want this? Do you want this all the time? Or I go, Come on, let's have it. That's my when I'm training and it's getting hard and. Billy Dawson will, will tell you this when I, when I'm training really hard and I'm, I'm knackered I go come on Lou I always say it out loud all, all the time don't know why I say it it's just that's what keeps me going positive self talk yeah yeah positive I, I had a similar situation over Christmas I left school with no qualifications at all but I've had to do a teaching course yeah so I, I was doing a teaching course on Boxing Day and mm. I was really fed up and I thought can really do about this but then i thought my options what's my options if i don't do it and that's it isn't it my wow was bigger and I, I cracked on got over myself and uh yeah all good we have this little saying at the minute we learned i, learned, I was getting taught by this um, psychologist called dr larry little i didn't think he existed until i had that name right larry little. but he, he, name. he had this saying about called grit and we've shared this a couple of times um he said in life you need grit and he said, the G stands for get over yourself. Yeah. The R stands for run at that big thing. Um, the I stands for um, you need to be inspiring. Um, be, be the change you seek in the world. Don't wait for the world to change for you. You'll be that change. And he said, um, it's very hard getting over yourself. It's very hard running at the big thing. And it's very hard trying to be the change in the world that you seek. So the T stands for you've got to really take time for yourself. Yeah. And 
I love that. I mean, yeah, and that's good. That. Me and him have been sharing, haven't we, about grit. And because Paul's going to new decks and learning things that he's never done, he wants a new career. Yeah. Uh, we had this conversation, me and Paul. What do you want to do? He wants to go into business and help him, you know, and do mental health first aid training yeah. and all different stuff. He's got a gift for it, right? Yeah. He can't see it in himself. Yeah, can't that's see it himself, got. but he's got, he's got to get after yeah. it. But me and him have this little saying when, 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 he, uh, when his head goes, what do I say to you, Paul? Tell me this. Get off yourself and warn me. What, to explain warn me. A warn me is when you're feeling sorry for yourself. So I'll go to Leon sometimes. Or I did do prior Chris. I don't anymore because he just gives me it back. And I start telling, oh, well, I've been busy and I ain't got enough time for this. And I ain't got... And he goes, is this a warm me? Dad, just show up then. So, you know, yeah, we, we have this saying, activities masquerading as accomplishment. Yeah. So we all like to be busy. And, and I do it myself. You know, we'll all do it to other people. Um but it's just trying to keep focus and making sure that um, you're not a victim of circumstances. Because, again, like you in boxing, there'll be times, won't they, where your game plan just won't have worked. Oh, um, yeah, you, you'll have had a bad, I mean, but one of the hardest ones, if you're saying you're fighting you know, people who are better than yourself yeah. at the minute, so you can learn off them skills, soak up that knowledge. I bet, I bet it's tough having a bad spa. Yeah, but the, well, the thing is, you've got to get them bad spars out of the way because if you don't get them bad spars out of the way, you might have a bad fight in front of your crowd. You don't want that. So, so you've got to get them out the way. If you are, I have had bad spas. Everyone has bad spas. Everyone's got good days, bad days. Some days worse than normal bad days. But um, yeah, I mean, you've got to, you've got to have them. If you don't have a bad day, you never get you never get better. If you're not failing, not trying, are you? No, exactly. Exactly. And I I always think if you're not putting hundred percent into anything, you probably do a warmy story because you you try and blame everybody else but yourself. And really, it's because you haven't been giving yourself 100% or you haven't been putting 100% in. Yeah. Uh, I just think that's what happened. Well, that's what happened with me. Yeah. <laughs> well, me. Go on, well, next me. one. Right. Who in the world would you like to interview, past or present, and why? Muhammad Ali, hands down. I would love to have a chat with him. I would love it. But sadly, he's gone, hasn't he? So the but but why, gone. though? What do you think you could learn from what you... I think I'd get a lot of advice off him. And I like the way he talks and presented himself to the to the public. He was just unbelievable. He's cool, wasn't he? He was back just in, cool. back he in was his day cool. as well. Yeah, exactly. When he was in his prime, he was unbelievable. He was like an original. He was like a, the original McGregor, wasn't he? Yeah, he of course. Was just, that's where they get it from. Yeah. His trash talking was legendary. That, yeah, that was where everyone's got it from. That's where McGregor's got it from. Mayover's got. I like it from one of them. Ricky what is it? Last night I was in the bedroom. I switched off the lights. And I was in the yeah, I was in the bed before the room in, yeah. was like, I'm a bed. I'm, I'm a bed. Man. I was just trying to think of that one. It's on that. Um, yeah, it's good. That yeah, one of my favourite. Was it? Was it? Was it? Was it him that did the? Uh, when I turn the light off, I keep the one eye open so I can see yeah. that. It was yeah, him yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just some classic. It's just unbelievable. But can, just can, can, imagine, like can you imagine? Can imagine that having? Like, and I, I always love watching boxing pressure yeah. conferences. I like all the psychology in it. So you've got like some big characters like, like your Tyson Furies when he turns yeah. up in his Batman suit and yeah. you know your McGregor's when he's just you know changing that and in his suit. That yeah. has, but uh, can you imagine back then when you know p was quite British stiff up a lip, weren't we? You know, polite, yeah. weren't we? And you got Muhammad Ali. Can you imagine what that Henry Cooper like? stood opposite? Oh, yeah, uh, that's why pe pe some people didn't like him back in the day because he just he just spoke his mind. He, he just did, didn't he? It was class. It was entertainment, and he was skill. He's so oh, skill. He's his style of fighting has is integrated in everybody's every fighter's style. Everyone's watched him. Everyone's studied him. If you haven't studied Muhammad Ali, you're an idiot. You're not going to get nowhere in this sport, I don't think. 
Muhammad Ali paved the way for boxing. Of course he did. I don't know if anyone noticed as well. Um, are you into it? You were, do, you, do you watch any UFC? Yeah, of course. Yeah, any, any combat sport any co- for me, I, I enjoy it. It's one of them, isn't it? Any bit of, bit of brutality. Some some trenches, he likes yeah, it. Yeah, I but like the it. interesting one, I don't know if anyone noticed this, um, but to- Tony Robbins was in Conor McGregor's corner. Did anyone see that? No, I didn't. Um, did you see yes, that? Yes, I saw it. Um, and Tony Robbins, um, I don't know if, if you've you ever heard of him. Or? No, not really, no. So he's, a, he's, a big, he's big into like psychology and mindset. Um, he's huge. Um, so I recommend you looking yeah. him up. Um, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, yeah, yeah. Um, and... Interesting. I just found it so interesting because this time round, um, McGregor's whole demeanour was completely, completely different. different. Yeah, mm. um, he, so he was more respectful, wasn't he? More respectful, more focused, um, and it'd be interesting. So I, I'd recommend. I'll show you some resources yeah. on that as well because um, I worked with him in, in business, and yeah. it was incredible. Um, just made you think differently. Yeah. Um, but you know, think you think of it at that level, and I just found it quite interesting that um, McGregor was. So different for this fight. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I just thought I was just a, 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 I thought I'd share that with you. I thought it was quite interesting. Yeah, it, it was completely different. Yeah, he, it was. His mindset and just the respect he had for everyone was unbelievable. Usually he's giving him it, and obviously he did give him a little bit. But you've got to you've got to make an exciting spot. But once you've built, once you've made your name, like Conor McGregor has, you don't need to do it all the time. He no, made his name, hasn't he? No, exactly. He made I his money. I always, I always remember, um, God rest my dad's soul, he used to have some little words of wisdom um, in there. And I, I always remember once coming home and I had some some running, I went to like 14 different schools, I think it was 11 different schools, all over like Lee's, Bradford and everything, right? So getting me head kicked in was like quite a normal thing, really. Yeah. Um, new kid on the block. Yeah, new kid on the block, that same old thing. And I always remember coming home, and I was, I was like, Dad, this, so and so, so and so. And dad went, look, tough people don't tell you what they're going to do. They just do it. Yeah. So he said, "So if he's, if they're telling you that, definitely don't worry about it." And that's I think like you Muhammad Ali. You know, you can be humble, can't you? Yeah, you can you, as long as you know you're going about your work. I think that's more scary, isn't it? Yeah. Getting getting into a ring with someone who um, just shakes your hand and says, "Yeah." Yeah. yeah I think the thing is um, when before a fight, I act respectful to them. I have the the sort of element of respect, but I want to take the red off. They're coming to take the red off my head off, so yeah. I'm going to take their head off. Got to get in the trenches, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. But after the fight, there's no more respect to come from anyone. Like you've got to. They're trying to take your career away. Yeah, exactly. I I tried a lot because you know me and Wayne, even though it was mates, um, when I did it, it was such a big thing. I, I, I don't know how you would do it. You know, we we had a little crowd there. I think about yeah. five hundred people there. You know, maybe a thousand. I don't know. Um, and the pressure, I've never felt pressure like it. Yeah. And we was all friendly and that, but on the field, Wayne was a real good rugby player, wasn't he? Far better than me. Um, but in the ring, what I said to him, it's so funny. I said, um, this is three minutes where you're just not going to get away from me. Um. Yeah, that's it. That's it, honestly. But, uh, me, me and, uh, me, me and uh, Billy, we said, look, they're coming to to ruin your career. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Warm, isn't it? yeah, and these journeymen as well, who, like, at this level, you fight these that, journeymen. That must be hard as well. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, not, it's, not, um, it's not the best... Well, I suppose when you when you're winning, it doesn't matter who you're beating. When you're winning, you feel good. But um, to sort of get better fighting journeyman, you're not going to get better. But no. on the other hand, if you come across a journeyman who's not daft, they they're coming, not selling one ticket. They're coming and probably earning more money than I am. Yeah, for uh, to get beat, because that's the case most of the time. They actually earn more money than I do, or more money than most fighters do, unless you unless all of a sudden you've done 400 tickets. I mean, you, you, you're not earning a lot, especially at this level. 
And that's the hard thing, isn't it? In boxing, it's getting them bricks. Yeah. Um, it's keeping at it, keeping persistent. Yeah, exactly. um, and it's a tough, tough sport, is boxing. Oh, yeah. Tough, tough sport. It's the hardest. Um, great, last question. Um, is he anything else we should have asked you, but we didn't? Um, no, but... Uh, not really, no. I think we've covered uh, most things, haven't we? We've covered your sponsors. Let's let's talk about yeah, sponsors. Yeah, let's talk about sponsors. Yeah, um, yeah. Just big shout out to them guys. Obviously, sponsors. Without their sponsors, uh, won't be where I am. Won't be full time in this game. So I'll, I'll just read a few of them. I've got languages everything, which they're uh, like an interpreting company. So people who can't speak English, they they go through them. Uh, we love hate you. We know Kenny. Well, you know big Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah they're they're good. They've been there for for a while. I've known Kenny for a long time. Chill cryotherapy. Now that is unbelievable. Do you use that in your training yourself? I use it all the time. As much as I can possibly go to it, I, I use it all the time. And it's unbelievable. If you've got any muscle injuries, aches, pains, it's good for um, like tendonitis, things like that. It's really good. They also do um, like the vitamin injections that you can take. Well, that you can have. Obviously, when you're taking vitamins, they come out of your body quite system, but uh, quite quick. But when you've get it injected it's into your system and it stays in for a while CBD Asylum we've spoken about them we've got, so the, we've got the code haven't we yeah, we've got code. the code L- what LSB30 LSB30 we're on that out with Paul you, you've got some winging its way already you've been on the internet haven't you already oh, it's on its way he's <laughs> already been on it hasn't he uh, Heritage Cars Big Lee Steve oh we know Lee you know Big Lee yeah he's been there since uh, my amateur days he was um, I can't remember where he was working for who he was working for Pro Sports Cars I think it was and he's, gone his own, and he's gone on his own now, hasn't no, he? No, he's on his own, yeah. So he's, uh, things are looking up for him at the minute. Um, and you got, what else you got on there? Aquarius, which is, uh, they're paid for my medicals. So my uh, good friend, Mark McGraw, he pays for my medicals here, and it's not cheap. It's expensive to pay for them. And uh, I've just got a new one at uh, Harrison's Joinery, a building firm. Um, doing a bit of, helping him out a little bit, actually. He's, he's helped me out. He pays my, uh, gives me wage for my fights and stuff so it's good he's uh he's spot on good Pe- man people don't realize at the beginning of a young boxer's career the big pace is out there and no. and the big payday is out there until you've like leon mentioned get a break so these sponsors that you have are absolutely crucial in a young boxer's 100%. career aren't they if you don't have sponsors it's like i um most fighters who have not made it full time are probably a lot better than some of the fighters that are world champions but because they haven't had the resources to go full-time, not had the money, it's hard because I've got to pay my opponent at the minute. When you sell your tickets, you give your opponent the ticket money, then you'll get whatever you get off your uh, your promoter. Most of the time, you're not earning anything. So the guys, when um, when you're getting sponsored, they're giving you a wage, and it's and it's good, and it gets you by as well. So that's why I'm full-time, because of them guys. So if it weren't, if it weren't for them being full-time, I won't be as good as I am. Not being big headed, but they they've helped me become a lot better. Well, you're able to focus on your training. And um, if you didn't have that, like I say, a lot of fighters who who haven't had the sponsorship behind them and the backing haven't made it anywhere. And I know a lot of fighters who were who were good who could have been unbelievable world champions. What date's your next fight and where? 29th of February, Bonus Arena in Hull. Get there, people. Yeah, get there. Get there. Support the young boxers. Support us all. And Exciting then, uh, times. Yeah, six and oh, hopefully. Yeah, but yeah. That's the aim. Got every faith in you. Yeah. Um, keep doing what you're doing. It's been awesome. Thanks for having me yeah, on the show. Yeah, no worries. I loved it. Yeah, thanks for coming, Lewis. You've yeah. been great. That's the one checking out. Paul checking out.